0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
1: All right, so you were at Toyota Center earlier in the week when the Rockets introduced both Amon Thompson and Cam Whitmore. So I want to ask you about that experience, what it was like interacting with the key figures from that. Amon Thompson will start with. Um, and, and, and let's let's do it like this. What, what were some of your key takeaways from the moment? And also just kind of overall big picture. How do you see his fit and expectations? I know we're talking about this without knowing exactly what they've done in free agency yet. So so bear with me there on the question. But just sort of generally speaking, now, now that he's here, now that you've gotten a chance to to hear him speak and to hear the you know Rockets leadership speak. What do you think about all of those things, both fit, expectation, and then, of course, what stood out to you from, you know, just from the introduction, if anything at all?
0: I, I guess what stood out the most from the introduction is that none of the guys know how to say Rafael Stone's name.
1: Yeah, I saw you tweet about that. Yeah, so that, might, I saw you tweet about that.
0: You probably learned how to say the GM's name, but, you know, that's that. how the, the TV people were having trouble with it the first year. Yeah. So he's not the only one. Well, um, and,
1: and I wonder if Rafael's going to correct them either, you know, like if, if they – like how do they cut And you know they're young enough. Do
0: they call him Mr. Stone? I, I don't know how. I mean they, they called him they called him Raphael during the press conference. So I'm guessing to his face they were calling him Raphael. I don't know. Raphael. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't think they're doing. I don't think they're doing Mr. Stone. Got to uh, learn the boss's name, I suppose. Yeah, I I didn't gain I didn't gain a ton just from the press conference because that sort of it, it's such a it's, it's basically like a celebratory press conference because you have yeah. these two guys who have worked to get somewhere there you know for their you know. Their very young lives and they've accomplished it's a great accomplishment to get drafted by an NBA team. Cause very few guys actually do. There are a lot of guys who play, who play basketball from a very young age, you know, to college and very few of them actually get drafted by an NBA team. So it's an incredible accomplishment. And so you're, you're happy to, it's fun to kind of see the families there and, you know, every, you know, um, um, Amen Thompson's brother was there. Uh they the the Rockets and Pistons kind of you know staggered when they that's why the Rockets did theirs on Monday instead of Friday uh because the Pistons introduced Asar on Friday so Amen could be there and so that allowed a SAR uh, a SOAR, uh, to be at the Rockets press conference on uh, uh on Monday and I think he probably talked to the media more than his brother did for his own team so that was that was interesting it looked like he just wanted to get out of there. Um
1: but, yeah. Got it's it. it's funny. like it's it's funny the things that fascinate media though right because like we are I, I think there's a, a a section of media especially like some of the TV people and even I, I would say writers that that will flock to family because that's just more sources and it, and that's good it's a good way to beef up whatever story that you're doing it's it's a solid thing to do but then you've got one that looks exactly like the guy that you're bringing in it's it's and he got it's, it's a, and he yeah, got yeah he,
0: right yeah it's, it's fascinating spot yeah it's. It's something that you don't see very often. I I don't know if Marcus Morris, you know, if if the Rockets and Suns kind of did the same thing when when they got both got drafted in uh, 2011. I don't think they did, but you know, it's again, it's something that you're not going to see every day. So that that was that was a cool moment. Uh, I, I guess the one thing that I got most though out of that press conference, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, was Ime Udoka basically saying that minutes are not guaranteed for anybody like you're going to actually have to earn minutes with this group and i I think that when you look back at the last couple of years um they basically gifted minutes to the draft picks and part of that is that they just didn't have anybody else to play um now you do wonder when you look back on it did they make do they feel like they made a mistake by just kind of shoving john wall off to the side and just giving minutes to the other two guards i think that becomes an interesting question at this point but hey that's for another day. Um, but now that they have more options, I do wonder, you know, I'm, I, again, I'm. I'm we, we talked about this before the draft. I, I don't have big expectations for either player this season because they will have other guys. Um, Amen Thompson, if, if they sign a point guard and they have Kevin Porter Jr. on the roster, just not going to be a lot of minutes for him in year one. And I don't think that's a bad thing and for Cam Whitmore, you know, he's a he's a very raw t- both of them are very raw prospects. Um you have Amen Thompson played in, you know, the overtime elite for a couple of years. It's a whole new level of basketball now. Uh Cam Whitmore playing in the Big East is is in a whole new level of basketball. So I don't think that there should be a rush to get these guys on the floor and playing big minutes. The thing is what are they doing in practice? How are they working on their games in the gym? So, uh, to me, I don't think that you should expect like huge expectations for either player uh, in year one. All right, well, that's fair. That's fair, and, and so we can
1: we can take that to to Cam Whitmore as well. Let, and, and the idea it was the same question, fit and expectations. But let's let's do this question instead because we did the draft show live together. When these guys got picked. And so we talked about this already at the time, but let's let's just revisit it now because that's really more so the story with Cam Whitmore is the slide kind of a two-part angle there of both the slide of Cam Whitmore, but then also the steel element of the, you know, the Rockets getting this, you know, top five to seven talent in the draft at 20. What do you make of all of that? Uh, you know the the reasons why Cam Whitmore may have slid, and we've just discussed some of them already. Again, live, but now that we've had a week to digest it all, what do you make of both his slide and the Rockets being able to get him, and how they feel about the medicals and sort of just this opportunity to get a talent like that at number twenty?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to make of the slide. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know the inner workings of Villanova. I, I don't know that program at all. Um, I, I read something earlier today. I don't know who wrote it and I apologize to whoever wrote it, but kind of talking about how you know the Rockets have Ed Pinkney on their scouting staff. Yep, and- I saw that same thing. Yep, yep. He knows that Villanova program very well. I don't read a whole lot into that because at 20, who cares? You know what I mean? It's like I think that if if there are some some red flags either on the injury front or the character front, you're gonna pay attention to that at four. But once you get to twenty, you kind of let that go a little bit. So I, I don't read in a whole lot of the 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 Ed Pinkney aspect of this. Um, they said Rafael Stone said this on draft night. Um, he he took a physical for everybody at the combine in Chicago, and the physical came back clean. And I think you go around the league. I think a lot of people say that the Rockets are very conservative when it comes to the physicals, and you know they will sometimes. You know be very careful with players and taking guys who might be of an injury risk and i would like to know and this is kind of a question you know maybe moot down the road like have there been guys that they have just flat out taken off their board for injury purposes if there is and um the fact that they saw cam whitmore's medicals and were comfortable enough taking him then obviously i think that they probably feel okay about the medicals. so i i don't know what to make about it uh, about the slide um But the fact that they were pretty upfront saying that we saw his medicals, we saw the same physical that everybody else saw, we worked him out in Houston, we worked him out in, I think it was Santa Barbara uh, right before the draft, and we had no issues with it. And the fact that they were saying that they were trying to trade up for him all throughout the first round after he started to fall, obviously it kind of shows you that they feel pretty good about him. They don't have the same concerns that maybe other people around the league had.
1: Yeah, I thought it was Sam Vecini at the
0: athletic, but that could be wrong. too. It was, it was, he was the one who had the, the, uh, the Ed Pinkney thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, man. I just,
1: I think it's cool, man, because, you know, I, I definitely look like an idiot now for wanting them to draft him at four. That would have been the dumbest thing that they could have done. Obviously, if he was available to them at 20. So good job on not doing that and getting Amin Thompson and the guy that I wanted you to get it for. Excellent job by the Rockets there, bad job by me. But I do think it's a cool thing. I do do think that these are players with upside. I don't think it's necessary to put super expectations on them, like, you know, uh, outsized expectations on them, I should say. But I do think it's fair or cool to be curious, to be interested in – you know how what what is the the level of readiness of these guys how how close are they exactly because i mean we know that there's going to be a learning curve that that part goes without saying it it's hard making the transition from again we don't know a, a whole lot about overtime elite but it, i think we can assume that it's hard to go from overtime elite to the actual nba and then we already know the transition from college basketball to nba i mean we just saw it with jabari smith after having some assumptions about what that would look like, it not looking exactly like that. Like, there's going to be a learning curve. But what if they just are able to tackle it sooner than you think? And it's not about even about expectation. It's just about, hey, here here are these new pieces that you have an opportunity to kind of evaluate and see how it all fits and see how it all works out. So, I mean, I, I think that that element of it is cool. Cam Whitmore's existence on his team, just because I think that he has – tremendous upside is a is a lot of the reason why and, and this might be too bullish on me and this might be too outside of, of an expectation like i'm saying not to do but i'm like man you had cam whitmore into the mix you know i i want him at least on the team i want him to get minutes i want if they're going to be playing meaningful basketball this year if that's the goal i'd like him to get in on it you know i i don't really want to see him down uh, with the Vipers, or or you know, and and if that's what his game needs, then fine, I understand that. But if he's ready, man, let's get these guys going. Let's start, you know, let's let's start kind of getting the ball rolling on being being a competitive basketball team again. And I think they got some really talented guys that could contribute to that. Now, with Iman Thompson, I think it's more of a, you know, it, it's 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 probably more of a learning curve because he plays that position that requires more thinking and more leadership and more training. And, and it, it's probably just a better idea to allow him to learn and absorb from a veteran. But, hey, man, if they could just tell Cam Whitmore to just go out there and be himself, hey, just go out there and be a problem, you know, because which is basically what he is. He's kind of a, I think, was it, who called him a freight train? Was it Almond Thompson who called him a freight train? I uh, Yeah, I mean, that that's about, I, I love, by the way, Love Amon, the Thompson twins, basketball nerdiness, love them as uh, as, you know, for their basketball trivia that I've seen on social media, their sort of energy and enthusiasm for the game and its history and all of that. Like these guys are legitimate basketball nerds on top of actually being able to play. I think that that's really cool. But I would also just co-sign Amon Thompson's analysis, his his description of cam whitmore you know a freight train you know an athlete big strong i can't believe he's as young as he is to be as developed physically as he is i'm like this kid's 18 19 whatever he is like he looks looks like a grown man i say go out there play some play whatever minutes that you can get and you know and 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 get some experience man i i hate the idea these guys just kind of sit or sitting around like it's an apprenticeship and 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 if there's anything that i love about the you know the, the the rebuild or phase one of the rebuild is that at the very least these guys did get to go out there and play and sink or swim
0: yeah but that sometimes though they say I, you know I, i'm kind of of the approach of i don't really care what they do year one because for, first of all they're probably going to be some guys ahead of them but sometimes you're just not ready and i don't think there's what i don't think there's one way to do it yeah, you know what that's I, mean? true. I don't think there's like one way to develop somebody because um if you're not ready, then sometimes you get into some bad habits. Sometimes it just completely just ruins your confidence. And so you can kind of, you know, it doesn't always work out by playing, you know, right away. So um if they go and sign a point guard, then I don't think there's going to be a lot of minutes for him in Thompson early on. Um Just, you look at the way the roster is set up now, Cam Whitmore is behind a bunch of guys. Yeah. And also he he's the 20th, you know, as talented as he is, he's still a 20th pick in the draft. So we've seen just because you're a first round pick, it doesn't mean that you're just going to get minutes right away. Like you have to kind of you have to like I said, you have to earn those minutes. Yeah. So that's the big thing is like if they if they are ready to play, then they'll play. But if yeah. they're not ready to play, then they're gonna, you know, sit on the bench, it looks like. And and again, it if if a men Thompson is getting DNP CDs for the first month of his NBA career, that's okay. It does not mean he's a bust. It does not mean he will be a bust. It just means that he's not ready right now and there are other guys ahead of him. And that's how it should be. Like you should be trying to win games. And if you're trying to win games, it means that you should have your best players on the floor. If that means the fourth pick in the draft is not on the floor, that's okay. It's it's not the end of the world. And that's what I would like pause people with. Like, hey, just let everything, just just let, you know, let it all come naturally, I guess is the best way to put it.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's a a smart and wise approach to temper expectations and to have patience with young players. Especially, I think especially, though, in this case where, in Almond Thompson's case, we fully expect them to pursue a player that could be ahead of him, right? We expect them to pursue and sign a guy. Now, it'll be curious if you look up and – you know it's Kevin Porter Jr. is their best option at point guard, and then Amon Thompson sitting there and they haven't really done anything to significantly upgrade the position beyond just drafting Amin Thompson. I think that presents presents an interesting just dynamic and question. But if they do the thing that we expect them to do, which is going out and get a guy that's more naturally suited to play point guard, maybe allow Kevin Porter Jr. to play on the wing more, maybe allow him to lead the second team. Uh, or you know the second unit a little bit more, and in Thompson is just kind of watching. I think you can deal with that. I think you can live with that. And then with Cam Whitmore, we already see where it exists, the positional redundancy that we've already talked about. But my point is more so if like if they play their way into it. And I think that's what you said as well. Like the, I, I like that the, that there's no pressure because of the things I just mentioned that they're probably gonna have a guy playing in front of in Thompson. And because they already have guys playing in front of Cam Whitmore, there's no pressure for those guys to play ahead of those guys because they're I mean, they're already behind them. But if they reveal themselves and if they show themselves to to be ready early, I think that that's you know, that that's a really cool thing. The trouble is if you get into the thing that you cautioned folks are doing and that's having the outsized expectations or wanting to draw conclusions way too soon. And that's probably the worst thing that we do in this business and probably just as a maybe not in this business, but just maybe as a people, as a whole, like as a society rushing to judgment, drawing conclusions way too early or feeling the need to have a definitive opinion on something before it's actually time to have a definitive opinion on something. So so we'll see. We will have, uh, you know, plenty of time to look at how this thing is developing Uh, summer league's coming up soon what's our schedule looking like we've got free agency obviously starting now and then we're a week away from summer league so we'll get a chance to see how these guys are developing early and and yeah man i i think that i think at at the very least we've got a lot more clarity uh and that that probably goes without saying but i would say it feels good to have a lot more clarity on the rockets off season than the last time that you and i spoke